Anthony Black and Jet Howard, officially part of the Orlando Magic family. We'll talk about what that means as the Orlando Magic welcome them. Plus, we'll take a look at that depth chart. And Paolo Bancaro to Team USA. Who would have thought? It's time for a Sunday evening, Monday morning edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is, well, it's, I'm recording this on June 25th, but today is June 26th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross. When I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic officially welcome Anthony Black and Jet Howard to the family. What that family means and how it helps these two young players become the best versions of themselves. Plus, we're going to dive into the depth chart, talk about where the Magic stand entering free agency and the logjam that adding Black and Howard has created. Plus, Paolo Bancaro to Team USA for the World Cup. Going to have some pancakes with Paolo here in late August. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Friday, the Orlando Magic officially welcomed Anthony Black and Jet Howard to the Orlando Magic family. And, and, and I use that where I, I say magic family a lot um, because I, I really do believe that we as a fan base, our family, I really do believe that the magic tried to create a familial atmosphere. They try to have an environment where players feel appreciated for the person that they are. That's, that's something that Jeff Weltman says all the time. We're not just drafting a player. We are selecting a person that we want to invest in. It is not just about what they do on the court but what they bring to the team as a whole and bring to the team as a unit. Um, it, it is a multi-layered thing uh, to be a member of the Orlando Magic. And so every time one of these rookies comes into the franchise, they comment on how, and this is not just what Anthony Black and Jed Howard said on Friday. This is years and years and years now. They comment on what a familial atmosphere the Magic had. The Orlando Magic have added two new players to their family. It is not just about adding two quality players on the court. And look, there's a lot being said about the Orlando Magic's draft. We've written it on Orlando Magic Daily. I know I've issued my questions. We'll ask more of these questions coming up in the second segment of the show. But these are two quality players. Let's not get it twisted. Anthony Black is one of the best two-way players in this draft. Perhaps the best defender in this draft class. He is someone that's going to get after guys. And obviously he has the versatility in all the boxes that the Magic like to check. We talked about that on Friday's episode of Lockdown Magic. Jet Howard is one of the best shooters in this class. Whether you prefer Grady Dick or Jordan Hawkins over Jet Howard, 
Jed Howard is in their class. Whatever you think, whoever you think the best shooter in this draft class is, Jet Howard is not too far behind that person. And so if the goal of this draft was to add shooting, and obviously like Jeff Waltman said, the goal of the draft was adding shooting, uh, basketball IQ, smarts, you know, all those, all those buzzwords that, that he likes to use. Jet Howard is one of the best shooters. Mission accomplished. The Magic added a great shooter. Now, there are a lot of other questions to ask about it, about him. Uh, and we will ask some of those questions later on in the week. But, and, and, and look, that's part of why there's criticism is that there are a lot of questions that maybe you didn't have over some other guys, but the magic got a really good shooter in this draft. So I, 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 I can quibble over little things, but I'm not going to complain too much. They, they accomplished my number one goal on draft night, whether you believe they could have traded down or whatever. That's, that's a debate for another day. Right now, the magic are welcoming two members into their family, welcoming two people into their organization and, and into the culture they're trying to build. It was something that Black commented on. It was something that, that Howard commented on. Both of them spoke about the family atmosphere within the magic. And so I asked Jamal Mosley directly, what is this atmosphere? What is this feeling that two prospects coming into your group said they felt in their workouts and their interviews. And now, you know, it's repeatedly been said, this is what mostly said. And I think it's, it's really, really important to talk about as the magic try to develop and, and, and evolve and, and, and who they're trying to be. Uh, mostly said, quote, I think the family atmosphere, you can see it so much because what we do is meet people where they are, allow them to be themselves. These two young men come in and they are themselves. Our group is the same way. We talk about it a ton, but keep your ego out of it. Allow people to be who they are and help them push to be their best. These two men will push to work to get better and will be pushed to work and get better, not just by our coaching staff, but by the players around them. The ability to compete day in and day out is going to be something fun that they will be able to enjoy to improve, end quote. When everyone talks about how much of a family this organization is, it is a family because everyone is there to push each other, to needle each other sometimes, as all families do, but ultimately to love and support each other. Why, you know, certainly you got to pick the talent. At the end of the day, you got to be able to perform on the court to, to get playing time, to be part of this culture. But this is a culture that I think Jeff Waltman and Jamal Mosley have done a very, very good job of building that wants everyone to feel included in the process. To again meet, I love that that quote from Mosley, and it was you know actually like just this really crystallized belief in what the Magic's culture, organizational culture is, is we meet you where you are. We're not going to treat you as kind of a, a, a assembly line product brought into this machine. We're going to treat you as the individual that you are. We're going to help you become the best player that we can help you become within the context of our team, and everyone in our team is going to try and lift you up. And if you can add players that will do that part of the equation, then it starts to feed itself. Then it becomes a positive feedback loop of everyone pushing and working together. Because as we're going to see in the depth chart analysis coming up in our second segment, that's going to be necessary for this team to really improve and to really take some significant steps forward. Because this game, this team is going to be a competition. Jeff Wilman has said it throughout the last week. Rookies aren't guaranteed playing time on this roster anymore. We are at the point 
where rookies have to fight for their playing time, where everyone's going to be competing against each other. And what's going to be important as we get to this stage of the developmental process is that everyone comes to that competition from a place of love, from a place of support, not to cut each other out the knees, but to help each other become better, even if it means taking a little bit of sacrifice. Um, and certainly there will be business decisions to be made here in the very near future too. Both Anthony Black and Jed Howard are rookies <laughs> in a press conference. They're, those are always difficult to gauge and to get like a full picture of their, their character and, and who they are. And we're going to learn more about them individually. Uh, obviously, when we get to Summer League in July, but we're going to learn about them more individually coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic as well. Get definitely, definitely, definitely stay tuned for tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. It's going to be fun to hear from people who have watched these guys play and know a whole lot about them and what they bring to the table. And, you know, I, I've, I've done, I've talked to, to, to Lockdown Razorbacks, John Neighbors, about Anthony Black. And he just said, this kid, this kid, everyone in Arkansas loves this kid. We're, we're, we're going to have a lot more listeners from Arkansas. If you're listening from Arkansas, welcome. We love, welcome, welcome to the Magic family as well. Um, this kid is, is one that everybody loves. He does whatever his team needs him to do. And at Arkansas, he was able to do it successfully most of the time. Jed Howard obviously adds a shooting element that this Magic team so desperately needs. We talked about it on Friday. These are players that fit the Magic's physical profile, that fit their positional and skill versatility profile. And now the next phase is to find out, and, and certainly drafting them, they probably believe this, to find out if they fit this cultural profile, if they fit into this family. The Magic really are a family. And we're really excited to see how that family comes together. Part of that, though, is looking at the depth chart, and there are some real realities. That's that's uh, not concise, but there are realities that this team's going to face this year, and looking ahead to free agency, some holes that they still need to fill. We're going to talk about the depth chart coming up here in, in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Here comes the banner eventually. There it is. Uh, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. That's what the draft is all about. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with more than 122 million parts to choose from, You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Almost immediately after the Magic made the Anthony Black pick, and honestly, really before the Magic made the Anthony Black pick, when it became not clear, but the possibility of taking Black became a little bit more realistic or, or you know, started to circulate around the interwebs. And look, I, I 
uh, me number 14 on the, on the mock draft database, uh, competition. Uh, I'm very, pr- I'm very proud of that. Um, uh, when I, I, I took Anthony black six, I got the first six picks correct, by the way. Um, it was, it was no surprise. Like it, like it, it, it was a surprise, but, but people saw it coming and, and already people began to speculate. What are the magic going to do at the guard spot? And look, even in the media room, watching the draft with fellow reporters, we all started to think like, what does this mean for the guard spot? You know, you've got Anthony black, who's a natural point guard, a little bit bigger at six foot six, six foot six, six foot seven, a natural point guard. You got Jalen Suggs. You got Gary Harris. You got Marco Fultz. You got Cole Anthony. It does. And, and then you draft Jet Howard on top of that. That guard room, that wing room is starting to look a little bit crowded. Um, and there are already reports that suggested the Magic might be open to trading Marco Fultz, Cole Anthony, or Jalen Suggs. If the Magic drafted Anthony Black, um, certainly. Black and Suggs have a somewhat similar profile because they're both kind of non-shooting guard, point guards or, or swing guards um, who are really good defensively. Suggs had a really strong finish this season. I'm not ready to give up on him yet, but there's a reporter up in Minneapolis where Jalen Suggs is from that suggested that the Lakers might be sniffing around. What do the Lakers have to offer the Magic? Not a whole lot, so I'm not I'm not sold that that is a potential trade partner. But there's a little bit of smoke here, and 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 there deserves to be. I think that it is smarter at this juncture to just take a holistic look at the Magic's depth chart. Um, because A, we're getting ready for free agency. Free agency starts Thursday night. The Magic have some work to do. And so let's look at that depth chart real fast. Let's assume the Magic stick with the same starting lineup. Marco Fultz, Gary Fultz, Gary Harris, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bencaro, Wendell Carter. You know, Franz, Paolo, Wendell, Lock them in in pen. They're they're starting at those spots. Marco Fultz is a non-guarantee, but everyone expects the Magic to pick up that last the last year of that contract. Um, they have June 30th as the guarantee date on that. Gary Harris, I think the Magic are going to pick up Gary Harris's final year because I think he's just more he's just too valuable as a trade chip to let go without giving without getting anything back in return. But certainly drafting Anthony Black and Jed Howard, I'm beginning. I would. I'm leaning a little bit more toward 50-50, or let's just say 66-33, that the Magic retained Gary Harris. I was probably 75-25, 80-20, 90-10. You know, I, I was I'm pretty certain the Magic are gonna resign, are gonna keep Gary Harris past that June 30th deadline um to guarantee the final year of his contract. And then we'll see what happens. But if that's your starting lineup, that means uh, just from the guards and wings, you're going Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Anthony Black, Jet Howard. Those are your four. You got four guys to guard to, to, to really take over three spots uh, in that bench rotation. Now, you're probably thinking this. Well, the Magic are always injured. They're always hurt. And this is why I don't think this is a crisis to, per se, or I don't think that this is a, a huge issue for the Orlando Magic. It, it's an issue. It, there, there's a logjam there. Someone is not going to play every night. Um, someone in that group's not going to play every night. Now, Marco Fultz hasn't, you know, has had two years coming back from the ACL injury that that he hasn't been able to be very healthy yet. Um, Gary Harris has a litany of injury issues. He's, you know, he only played what 55, 60 games last year. So he's gonna miss a lot of time. Cole Anthony has had various injury issues that have kept him out significant time. Jalen Suggs is put together with with glue and scotch tape sometimes, and that's 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 how he plays. He's not gonna change. He's dealt with injuries throughout his career as well. So 
I don't think it's a crisis um, because essentially what the Magic did on draft night was they ensured the reasons they went 5-20 and 20 last to start last season don't happen again. If the Magic are down every single one of their point guards, that would be a historic level of injuries that no team has probably had to deal with. Like, seriously. Like, last year was weird when Cole, Markel, and Jalen all went out with injuries at the same time and the Magic had to run Franz Wagner as their point guard. That was weird. If that happens again this year, if something like that happens again this year, the Magic are covered. Anthony Black can run some point. Um, you know, he'll have some help, obviously. You know, you can run, you can slide Jet Howard into that spot. You'll still have Caleb Houston for extra depth. Depth is not bad. So, like so many of the other issues that I think the Magic have, and, and I think, you know, like, I, 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 will, I will say the central thesis of this upcoming season is for the Magic to prove who is capable of playing at a playoff level. To me, the central thesis, kind of the big driving developmental storyline of next season is figuring out who on this roster is playoff ready and who is not. Um, you know, like we're, I, I'm, I'm on, a, on a big magic group chat and everyone began asking, you know, is Wendell Carter really the center of the future? You know, and I think we can ask that about Markel Fultz too. And there's obviously a decision point with Markel Fultz coming up uh, with his contract expiring at the end of next season, if assuming the magic guarantee it this summer. Um, there's a decision point there. Are these guys really the 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 guys are going to help the team in the playoffs? And I think they're the right guys for this team today. But like this is a season to prove it to tell us like, hey, Marco Fultz can lead us to a playoff spot. Check, we're we're good there for a little while. Wendell Carter can be a playoff caliber center. I think he can can be, but we don't know until we see it. And, and that's what this year's all about. And so having some depth isn't the worst thing in the world because as we answer some of these questions or come to maybe some conclusions that, okay, okay, Wendell Carter is solid, he's fine, but the fact that he's not a big rim protector, the fact that he's not a big shot blocker, that that's going to get exploited in the playoffs. We need to find an upgrade there. Well, then you start moving in different direction. Now, Wendell Carter is a little bit of a different situation, but let's say Marco Fultz. We get to the playoffs – Teams just ignore Markel Fultz on the three-point line. He can't make them pay. We get to a point where we say, okay, Markel is good for what he is, but playoff playoff situations are going to be – it's going to be really tough to win in the playoffs with Markel Fultz being the way he is. Now the Magic have an Anthony Black to slide into that spot, which probably brings a lot of the same questions that Markel does, so maybe that's a bad example. Um, you, you get Hopefully you get the direction I'm going in, this season is about figuring out which one of those guys really fits into what the Magic are trying to build and eventually becoming a successful playoff team. You have to start thinking about this stuff now. I don't think you need to make conclusions about it now, but you have to have these questions kind of circling in your head a little bit about what the Magic and who the Magic are ultimately going to be. You look at some of the four depths. So we look then ahead to free agency. I don't think the Magic are going to focus on guards. So Austin Reeves, he's gone. Fred Van Vliet, he's gone. Those are not, that's not where the Magic should focus their free agency energy. Uh, unless they're planning to trade Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, or Markel Fultz, or, or even Gary Harris, the Magic are pretty set on the wings. I imagine the Magic want to play Franz and Paolo Bancaro together again. They played, oh, each of them played about 60% of their minutes with each other. I assume that percentage is going to stay the same. I don't think the Magic want to decrease that, although they'll split them up a little bit more, perhaps. 
The Magic, though, have to put their focus this summer and in free agency on their bigs. Right now, Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter, you're starting forwards. Let's say Jet Howard or Anthony Blacks are back up three. They kind of get pushed to the guard group. The bigs group, Jonathan Isaac, Bull Bull, Mo Wagner, Goga Batadze. Mo Wagner's an unrestricted free agent. Goga Batadze has a team option that is a June 29th deadline, I believe. So we're going to learn some things before we get to free agency here. Uh, and then Chuma Okeke, obvious, uh, as well. Um, Bull Bull is partially guaranteed. Jonathan Isaac is partially guaranteed. They'll probably both be fully guaranteed. Um, the Magic's roster, you know, throwing out Michael Carter-Williams, throwing out Admiral Schofield, the Magic's roster is at, uh, and throwing out uh, Mo Wagner and Gogo Batadze. The Magic's roster is, I believe, at 12, uh, at 12, at uh, 13 players. Excuse me, 13 players. Kevon Harris on two-way. So the Magic really only have two roster spots, two contracts to give out, two roster spots to fill. And so I suspect the Magic will chase after power forward. There's been rumors that the Magic will, will, will be among the many teams going after Grant Williams. I think the Magic will chase after power forward to cover themselves for Jonathan Isaac. Um, do they really trust Bull Bull? Can they trust Shumo KK in a contract year uh, to kind of deliver them what they need at that spot? I think that they need, I think that they definitely need a player that can play the four. Um, and then they, like to me, the biggest immediate need is still backup center. Mo Wagner was great last year. I thought he did some really good things. He cannot be the backup center. He is not a backup. He's not a high enough level backup center. The Magic, you know, I, I know I've made this point a million times. Wendell Carter has not played more than 62 games in any season of his career. The Magic have to bet bet on it. I think it's 65, sorry. Uh, the Magic have to bet on him missing 15 to 20 games every season. They need a guy that can start 15 to 20 games and is going to hold the hold the line, keep them at 500, keep that, you know, keep them, keep that ship afloat because going five and ten in those games instead of seven and eight could be the difference between making or missing the playoffs. That's 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 the that's the that's the that's the biggest issue that I see for this team. And so, you know, Nas read off the board, obviously. Now we're looking at guys like Trey Lyles, like a great Williams, I think is definitely in the running. I, although I think he's gonna have a very robust market. Um, you're looking at uh, and he's a restricted free agent as well. You're looking at Drew Eubanks potentially. Um, you know, you're looking at, uh, you know, I had Lonnie Walker on my list, but I, I don't think that quite fits anymore with, with who the Magic have drafted. Um, the Magic, I think, really have to address the forwards and the, the power forward in the center spot in free agency. And once they do that, they're going to have a pretty deep roster. There's going to be guys that you think should be playing that are going to be in and out of the rotation. And, and it's going to be a real skill that Jamal Mosley is going to have to show us to be able to pick the right guys to play when. I anticipate the Magic won't make a major move. I, I don't think they're going to make the trade of Cole Anthony or Markel Fultz or Jalen Suggs at this juncture, but it would not surprise me if by the trade deadline they're ready to make that kind of a move or if they wait till next summer. Uh, well, they can't do that with Cole or, or Markel, but if they wait if they wait a little bit to, to make that move, um, I don't anticipate anything big in free agency. I think they'll throw some money at, at a guy, um, but for the most part, I think they'll stay fairly quiet um, uh, over the next over the next week to get themselves ready for the season. So that's your depth chart, uh, at least for now. Um, it's a deep roster now. Um, you know, again, provided they add some power forward depth and some center depth, the Magic have a pretty solid group of guys. They're young. We'll see what they do. We'll see how quickly they can all come together. Um, but they have a lot to work with, and and, I, and I'm, I'm really excited to see this team. But yes, there's a bit of a logjam in the backcourt uh, and a lot more work to do here. When we come back, 
We will talk about Paolo Bancaro making his international decision and preparing to make his international debut at the World Cup for Team USA. Why that's a big deal for this growing Orlando Magic team. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Throughout the whole year, we have been waiting for the big decision from Paolo Vancaro. We knew that it was kind of floating around in the ether, kind of off in the background. Every time he went to New York, especially, there was always Italian media around uh, asking the question. And, and Paolo, to, for his credit, always gave the diplomatic answer, always said he'd be open to playing for the Italian national team. But you could kind of always tell that he was, he always wanted to just play for Team USA and was never quite certain whether he would. If you ask me honestly, I thought Team Italy would have been a better spot for him because it would guarantee that he'd be the star player on that team. He'd get all the star reps, he'd be celebrated for joining them. But very clearly, Team USA had different plans. And Team USA director Grant Hill, magic legend, um, Duke legend as well. Um, put the full court press to get Paolo Bancaro on Team USA and within the Team USA system. And it was reported this weekend by Shams Charania and Joe Varden of The Athletic that Paolo Bancaro will indeed make his international debut for Team USA at the FIBA World Cup in the Philippines. That means the Magic will potentially have four, actually five players playing at the World Cup with Paolo Bancaro playing for Team USA, Franz and Mo Wagner playing for Germany, um, Goga Batadze playing for the Republic of Georgia and Bull Bull, not official yet, but Bull Bull is eligible and has been courted by Luol Deng to play for South Sudan. So it'll be very, very busy August for us um, watching games in the morning. And of course, I'm, I'm a big believer and lover of international basketball, so we will follow a good chunk of it. Now, with all due respect to Franz Wagner, who had a fantastic Eurobasket last year, is due for another fantastic World Cup for Team Germany this summer. Paolo Bancaro joining Team USA is a humongous deal. Um, it is a big deal in raising the Orlando Magic's profile and really showing that, that A, Team USA and Grand Hill specifically believe that Paolo Bancaro is part of the future of this, of this league. Now, the World Cup roster is a very young roster. There are not a lot of players with international experience. There are players that are probably not going to be on the Olympic team next summer. The roster right now, they have 11 of their 12 players at least rumored to be announced and selected. Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Jalen Brunson, Austin Reeves, with Paolo Bancaro, Brandon Ingram, Mikal Bridges, Cam Johnson, Bobby Portis at forward, and Jaron Jackson Jr. and Walker Kessler at center. Um, they usually do like to carry a couple rookies just for just for uh, the experience. Uh, Walker Kessler and Paolo Bancaro certainly uh, clinched that, but both of them could honestly play. And, you know, this is a roster that does look like it could go 12 deep very, very comfortably. And a roster that Steve Kerr is going to have a lot of fun experimenting with and playing with. Um, what I'm really excited for for Paolo is that Paolo isn't going to be the star on this team. Now, or at least I don't think he will. Like Anthony Edwards, I, I, I'm expecting the starting lineup to be Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Edwards, Brandon Ingram, Mikal Bridges, and Jaron Jackson Jr. You need the shooting with Mikal Bridges. Shooting is really, really important in FIBA play. Um, but... I do think Paolo has a really good shot to be on that second unit. You know, put him with Cam, put him with Cam Johnson, uh, put him with Jalen Brunson and Austin Reeves, put him with Walker Kessler. 
he should be in the Ted man rotation and team USA is going to flow guys in and out. And it's going to be really good for him to be on a team like this, to learn how to set better screens, to learn how to rebound, to, to learn how to contribute without necessarily scoring and to be in an offense with the flow that Steve Kerr has. But for the magic, this is a big moment in the spotlight to be on team USA, to have one of your young players on this world cup roster. And it's no guarantee that the U S is going to win the gold, the gold medal here. This is, a lot of the teams send their A squad. Very clearly, the U.S. is sending a B squad. I'm, 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 not, I'm not here to deny that. Um, the U.S. is going to have their work cut out for them. They're going to have to come together very, very quickly when they meet in Vegas in early August. Uh, but this is a very big deal because it puts the Orlando Magic's young player in the spotlight. The Orlando Magic have not had a player in the Team USA system since Jonathan Isaac was in on the, on the select team in 2019. And that was obviously a prelude to him having the stellar 2019-2020 season that he had before the injury uh, in January. They have not had a player on the national team in, uh, in major competition since Dwight Howard in 2008. It has been a long time since the Magic have had a player of that caliber to be on Team USA. And again, no offense to Nikola Vucevic on Montenegro or FIBA Fournier, uh, Evan Fournier on France or Franz Wagner in Germany. Team USA is just a different profile, at least here in the, certainly here in the United States. And it's a di- just a different selection process. Um, good players sit out, choose to sit out the world, sit out these Olympic, com- these international competitions. And there are more good players to replace them. That, that, that the depth of talent in the US, we may not ever always have the best team, but we always have the deepest talent pool. Um, and again, that's no offense to the rest of the nation, the rest of the world. The world is caught up on the team competition part. I think the U.S. still does a very poor job building a team. They're good at amassing talent and collecting individuals, building a team that can compete consistently in these international competitions. Um, They still win a lot of them, but the gap has gotten a lot, lot closer. Paolo being on this team is a big deal and is a huge win for the Orlando Magic because for a month, for two, three weeks in August, Paolo Bancaro, for whatever he's doing, is going to be in the spotlight, is going to be someone the rest of the world, the, the whole basketball world is talking about. And obviously the schedule is going to come out before the World Cup. So, you know, they're, they're, the Magic will get whatever national TV games they get. But this is an international profile for Paolo Bancaro. This is an international profile for the Orlando Magic because very likely we could see uh, U.S. versus Germany in a deep tournament, in, in the final, honestly, because Germany's that good. We will see a U.S.-Germany exhibition game. We will get to see Paolo versus Franz and see them both on display at a high level and on a big stage. It's a big thing. It's a huge thing for the Orlando Magic. And it's, again, another sign that this young team, this young Magic team is starting to come together. And, and personally, I'm just excited. I, I really like this Team USA team. Uh, I hope, you know, the, the USA programs had a real difficult time taking the World Cup seriously. Um, I think this is a fun team. I'm really excited to see how they come together. I'm excited to see the work that Steve Kerr does. I think get learning from Steve Kerr is going to be so good for Paolo, uh, especially with the uh, kind of offense, the magic run under Jamal Mosley. Jamal Mosley's been in the USA program as well as, a, as an assistant coach. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this group comes together. And I'm excited to see Paolo uh, and, and see the opportunity that he gets here. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in him on Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, 
Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. If you're part of my everyday crew, we want to thank you for listening to Locked on Magic every day. If you're not, plenty of time to join the everyday crew because on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to be hearing from the host of Locked on Razorbacks and Locked on Wolverines to learn a little bit more about Anthony Black and Jet Howard. Really, really excited. I've already recorded my episode with about Anthony Black, or my segment with about Anthony Black with Locked on Razorbacks. Learned a lot about this kid. Uh, really, really excited. I'm even more excited to have, have him on the team now. Uh, than I was uh, back on draft night and 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 thereabouts. So we're really excited to see. I'm I'm really excited to share that interview with you with you. Really excited to learn more about Jet Howard as well. We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Prosper and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.